0: G'day everyone, welcome to the Chasing Travels podcast, where you can hear about all things travel, conservation, wild adventures, and anything and everything else in between. I'm Alicia, a full-time eco-traveller with a passion to inspire and teach others about this big, wide world that we live in. And I'll be chatting to people from all over the globe who will share their stories and get you excited and pumped up to get out there. All right, guys, let's get chasing. Alrighty, Mr. Sen is tuning in all the way from the Philippines this morning. We are going to find out about all his adventures from traveling around the world to diving off the beautiful islands over there. This guy has a lot of stories and I can't wait to hear about all your adventures. It's been quite a few months. It's been a year or more actually yeah. since I've seen you in person. So we've got a lot to catch up on. I can't wait to hear about it. Thank you so much for joining in this morning, Sen.
1: I love it. I love it, leish And thank you thank you too for um, letting me join in this podcast. It's really fun. I think it will be really, really great to, to share my adventures, to share with you my plans, my projects in the future and all of those things because we're kind of like um, mutual and mutual in this kind of interest um, in saving the oceans, you know, fighting for the environment and all of those things. And it was just interesting for me to to do this because it's my first time joining a podcast. So <laughs> awesome! <laughs> please please be good to me. <laughs>
0: Don't worry, I'm still learning too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah,
0: that's it. We'll just learn as we go. Well, who knows? We'll have fun. That's the main thing.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's it's really it's really what uh, it's meant for. So just be happy and have fun on these kind of
0: things. Hundred percent. All right, Sen. Well, let's dive into it with a few questions to let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. So where are you from originally?
1: Okay. So I came from the Philippines and I came from the city called Taguig. So it's part of the National Capital Regions. And in the Tagig in, in the NCR, the National Capital Region, we have 16 cities and also one municipality. So I am a procurement and process excellence professional, but by 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 profession by, by profession, I am an engineer. So I'm kind of like a, a digital nomad now. So I can work <laughs> anywhere. I can work anytime. So it's a really fit job for me to also do the things that I wanted. My advocacy in helping the environment, my advocacy in cleaning the ocean, especially. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Amazing. That's, say? So that's the yeah. dream. Hey, like build something that you can do on the road and get out there and help what you love and get involved in your passions while earning a few dollars on the side.
1: Yes. Correct.
0: (laughs) That's what we all want. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so you're currently in Manila, right?
1: Yes. I'm currently in Manila.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Based in Manila. Yes. All right. But you have traveled quite a bit around the world and within the Philippines.
1: Yes, actually. So I have traveled, including my home country, I traveled um, eight. So, well. I kind of like say that this travel is kind of like a tourist travel only, but I kind of like travel for for a tour and also for a work. So I've been to eight countries to name a few. I have Australia, China, Macau, Singapore, and Malaysia, including the Philippines. So it's, it's eight.
0: Nice. And what was your favorite destination?
1: I love my country. I love Philippines. Yeah. So I would be saying my favorite destination here is El Nido in Palawan. It's, oh, it's yes. a very beautiful yeah, it's a very beautiful place. I love it. It's like heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have limestones, clear waters. You have everything. And from the world itself, I think it's like one of the most biodiverse island in the world, not just here in my country. So it's something that we are proud of.
0: And El Nido really ticks a lot of boxes. Like if you want to go hiking, you can go hiking. If you want to go diving, you can go diving. Yeah. If you want to just lay on the beach and drink Red Horse, then you can do Yeah, <laughs> Red <takes> Horse, everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and at night, you have the bars, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it was alive if, if night hits, so there's everything. But yeah, let's hope for the best soon that we'll be going into that direction once again.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hopefully soon. All right, Sen, if you were stuck on an island, what three things couldn't you live without?
1: I can't live without my data, of course, to get from my work <laughs> It's the source of income of everything mm-hmm. I, that I have. And also electricity, of course. So without the electricity, of course, I can't work. So the power and also water. So I love drinking water. It hydrates me. It gives me energy.
0: And yeah, it fuels me. <laughs> exactly. drinking water. And hopefully you can catch something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go yeah, survivor mode. <laughs> yeah, but those just are you know three
1: things, so I pick yeah. those three. <laughs> That's I love it. significant.
0: <laughs> All right, are you a cocktails or a coffee person? Oh, don't get me wrong. I love
1: coffee, but I'll be choosing cocktails. I love <laughs> alcoholic drinks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're only having coffee at this hour of the morning though. No cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> and sunrise or sunset. I love
1: sunset. I, I I actually have this kind of mantra, like hashtag chasing sunset. In the Philippines, actually just to share to everyone, we have different kinds of shades of sunset. So mm-hmm. you have just the normal sunset, like the yellow, sometimes it turns to orange, sometimes it goes to pink, violet, and all those things. So it's like shades of different use of sunset, especially if you're on the island, especially in Boracay, it's one of the best place to see sunset. You have... Yeah, you have, you have an, an obstacle view of the sunset. It's, it's very nice. It's just very nice.
0: Nice. I haven't been to Boracay. It's definitely really? this high up on the list. Yeah, because last wow. time I went, it was still closed, which I want to talk oh. to you about Boracay and what happened there and where they are now, but we'll get to that soon. All right, so kick me off with your travel. So did you first travel overseas for work or did you just have this dying need to go and explore the world how did it start okay
1: it started actually when the family plans to go to palawan so we went to the puerto Princesa underground river and finally we came to the point that we wanted to go to, to el nido so when i first saw el nido it was super nice i mm-hmm. was you know i was just in awe as I said, it's like heaven on earth. You have the limestones, you beautiful beaches all around the islands, the islets, hidden beaches. It was surprising. So everything, everything is just surprising. And what actually put me into this place is that I told myself that traveling with family is fun. It's really great traveling with family. But how about traveling solo or traveling with friends? I think you know it's more fun because you'll have more adventures. So I'm not saying that you know traveling with fa- traveling with friends is You know, better than traveling (laughs) with family, but it's it's you know it's just fun and that's yeah. It's a different kind of holiday,
0: isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a different aspect, so just kind of like you know doing party and uh, those things, but traveling with family is like more of kind of conservative. So (laughs) you know. I think me myself as a free spirited guy, I love to travel alone and also I love to travel with friends because I can just do everything that I want. Yeah. So I, well, I can do everything that I want with family, but you know, it's it's a, it's on a different scale. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. You're not partying until two AM in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then
1: and then your mom will just scold you know,
0: what happened? <laughs> Which <We're> just... <laughs>
1: So, you know, it's, it's a different thing, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I understand completely. So you went to El Nido, you were inspired by this beautiful heaven on earth place. And then did that light something in you that just, you were like, I got to go and see everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, it all started in that. So that, that's actually one of the things that kindled on me when I first saw that beautiful heaven on earth island. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And where was the first country you went to
1: overseas? Oh, it's it's Hong Kong, so Hong Kong. Um, it's kind of like a family trip. Family trip, I think. Way back, I'm sorry, I'm really bad at recalling things. Way back history, I think that's uh, <laughs> kind of like birth mom's birthday, and then mom's friends they just ask if we wanted to go to to to, to Disneyland. So oh, nice. Disneyland before it was super, you know, it was super trending because it just opened. Mm-hmm. So my mom them that okay yeah we should go i'll bring my kids so we went there it was super fun because it's it's my first out of the country trip so Uh you know it was really really um an adventure to me but but then since it's it's the first time so i've kind of like i don't know what's gonna be happening i don't know what should i do so those things the immigration and all so (laughs) it was really it was really an adventure it was really a fun adventure of me
0: (laughs) yeah i certainly missed that like you're, you know, you go into the airport. Have I got my passport? Did I pack yeah. everything? And then, you know, you're lining up and oh, exactly. my God, going to beep? And are they going to make me like throw out everything yeah. in my bag? <laughs> oh, yes. It's and, it's, and, such, and, it's a like, it's a roller coaster of emotions. And at the time, you're yeah. like, oh, this is a bit stressful. But then you look back and oh, wow, I actually love that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's such an interesting. And even if you're just packing your things up, you know, if, if it's your first time, Hey, what should I do? What should I pack? What what dress should I put on? Yeah. What should I wear? You know those things. Like, <laughs> oh my God! So I went to those adver- I went to those kind of um, scenarios that I had before, and now I, I learned. So before it was like I'm bringing I'm bringing backpack, and then I'm also bringing a luggage. Uh-huh. It's the first time that I traveled, but now I'm just bringing my backpack and just. You know, putting things up every day. Like I wear yep. a sandal today, I wear a different sandal tomorrow. The next day, I wear my my sandal that I wore on Monday. So, yeah, <laughs> just those things. Because, you know, um, especially here in the Philippines, you're living in an island life. So mm. sometimes we walk, we walk without our clothes. I mean, just the shorts, but yeah. without the sandals, so topless, something like that. So yeah, it's it's really fun uh, because you don't have to you don't have to carry much clothes with you.
0: Yeah, it's because <laughs> it's just an island life. Yeah. What do you what do you call the top? A sandal. Yeah, sandal. Oh, I, really? I in Australia is it? We call them singlets.
1: Oh, singlets. Okay.
0: Yeah, and then so I think sandal. in America and the UK they call them vests. Oh, like, that's the cut off thing. Because we call sandals what you put on your feet. Uh, no, it's it's actually sandals. So the ones on top we yeah. call sandal. Oh, sando. Yeah, S A N D O. Yeah. Ah, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: have it's to really get myself a sando. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sando. Yeah, we call it sando. Okay. So it's really refreshing. Actually, I love I love putting sand on. Um, I, I here in the house sometimes I I'm just you know topless. Yeah. Doing work, but sometimes if I have meetings, especially like this, I wear something like a shirt. Yes. Yeah.
0: So if I wear sando, <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's more professional. You
1: know, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like not really professional to to do meetings like this. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, but that's the beauty of doing online meetings. We can just wear, wear his yeah. top and then pajamas on the bottom.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes actually if I have meetings, so I have this one, I have my, my shorts on. So yeah. after the meeting, I was just like, hmm? throw it off.
0: So yeah. <laughs> Get the sando out. I love it. Yeah. Oh. So tell me about your travels to Australia because I know that you have been here. You came down under. Yeah. Did you come by yourself or was that another family holiday?
1: No, I came by by myself and also the Travel to Australia is actually for work. Oh, so cool. yeah, the work requires me to travel because I've been, I've worked as, as um, uh, a process improvement specialist and also a process excellence professional. So okay. uh, the work actually requires me to to go to Australia to check up the processes. So it's more of kind of, kind of like the finance processes because as, as a procurement myself, so I do a lot of tweaking, I do a lot of improvement with systems. Okay. And, um, so, came here, checked the system with, with Australian friends and Sydney. So, and then do things and, you know, just improve the process and move it to the Philippines. So, it's actually like a migration process because okay. um, here in the Philippines, most of the businesses are like getting getting the processes from other countries and then putting it up here. So, yeah. uh, the company would save a lot of dollars. Um, yeah, perfect. In, in putting the process. However, what's really the bad thing is that people lose their job. So mm. <laughs> I've got like have a bad image on that, but good thing on my place, no one is performing that process. So no one is really affected. And That's uh, I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel really bad about, <laughs> about the people whom I transitioned work on, but yeah, it's really good. Australia is beautiful. Once I have landed, it's, it's actually one of the first Western countries that I have been with.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and it's, you know, it just feels different from, from, from Asian countries. So
0: yeah,
1: I, I feel the vibe. It's it's very like English. I, I would say English because it's it's like it's like a really nice place. You have different cuisines, unlike in Asians, we kind of like the noodles, but in Australia it's very different. You have the burgers, you you have the avocados, avocados. <laughs> so I love it. And then you also have different kinds of languages like McDonald's, you call it Maccas. Maccas. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. So I have, and and also I saw Sydney Opera House. So my travel there actually is um, work plus adventure. I would say adventure because I've been to different places. So when, when I went to Sydney, since I'm kind of like an adventurous guy, I also had my itineraries on since it's like a one month travel, one month plus travel. So Um, wow that's good for
0: work one month it's
1: really good for work yeah so every time that i go to uh, every time that this weekend so i put on my itinerary so i had visited uh kind of few attractions in australia like in blue mountains i've also been to kayama um in wollongong i've also been to different museums and zoos and also i forgot the beach i also went to bondi it's a very famous beach a lot of surfers yeah a lot of hot people wow <laughs> it's really good I love it I love that adventure and yeah Australia is really it's really fun and one thing that that's also quite kind of like an adventure to me is that I I went back again mm-hmm. so the second time they went to Australia it's in Melbourne so I, I met my I met my long lost aunt yeah <laughs> so I, I, I've never seen them here in the Philippines ever since but you know we met in Australia so it's very interesting and then my mother actually introduced to them so so it's really like um, a family gathering oh that's in nice so yeah it's really nice and then they they put me up on a tour so mm-hmm. we went to uh, mount dan den dan Denong. so I, I, forgot. Oh, Dandenong? I forgot the yeah i forget the park so uh-huh. and then that time it was like a melbourne holiday so i have a lot of time so it's like a 3 days vacation for me and just you know roaming around with family and it's really nice i love melbourne as well and What's really interesting in Melbourne is that on daytime, it's really hot, but on nighttime, it's really cold. So,
0: yeah. you know, it's kind of like a dynamic it <laughs> is. weather. And Melbourne, climbing. they say you can have four seasons in one day. Like you can go out <laughs> and it's a summer's morning. And by the end of the day, you've got jumpers on or, you know, you start exactly. the day with jumpers and then exactly. you're in your sando later.
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, my, my uncle... Uh, has this joke that um, Melbourne is like a girl, so <laughs> so it told me that way because I I went to the city with just with just t-shirt on. I don't have any jackets, and then I found myself that I've I've been in the city for quite some time, and then seven PM hits. So actually six PM is like there's still daylight mm-hmm. in, in Melbourne, but when seven PM hits, kind of like you know transitioning to to night. So it's. It's very cold. So I was like, "Oh my god, uncle, it's very cold." They just I'm just wearing a t-shirt, no jacket on me. And then he told me, that "Go home or I'll pick you up." So,
0: <laughs> get inside <laughs> it was very, quick.
1: Yeah, it's just very fun. So I just ride the train, go home to my hotel and you know, get warm. So it's it's, it's just very nice. It's it's just a really nice adventure. I love Australia. That's great. Right, so
0: that's Did you adventure? like Melbourne or Sydney better?
1: I would say Sydney because I've stayed in Sydney for quite a long time. Yeah. I love Sydney Harbor. I think, I think no one beats that Sydney Harbor. It's just yeah. really nice. I love seeing the ocean and you have, you know, you have the two landmarks. You have the, the cliffhanger and you also have mm-hmm. the opera house with you. So, you know, you have two of this um iconic Yeah, that's uh, right. Of Sydney. In the world. So, yeah, in the yeah, world. Sydney. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love Sydney. That's great. And, do you have any plans to come back once COVID is all over?
1: Yeah, of course. I have. I have plans to come back in Australia. I love to do. I, you know, I, I love to learn things, especially with 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 friends like you. Sometimes I also connect with with other environmentalists in Instagram. So I've met somebody from from Perth, Australia. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like friends on IG. He's um, like a conver- conservationalist there. Mm-hmm. So. um I think what we'll really be doing, going to Australia again, is that learning on yeah. how to do um, environmental cleanups, um, right. you know, ocean cleanups, collaboration, especially. Yeah. So I think I think that that will be the purpose soon. But of course, travel is still there. So you know, just putting it all together, juggling yeah. things yeah. together. So <laughs> why not? And yeah, I'm that's here, it. So just put put all those things on my itinerary, right? So yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> do it all. So did you always have this flair for conservation and protecting the environment? Or is this something that over the years you've just started to become more and more interested in?
1: Yeah, over the years, I've started getting more interested about it. I think it's kind of like learning. You don't just learn. I mean, you have... You have you have that innate character with you. However, as you go along, you learn. So for me, when I started doing volunteering way back before when typhoon because typhoon hits in the Philippines every year. So we kind of like a seasonal year's for, for different kinds of typhoons. Sometimes it's from A to Z. So that 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 lots of typhoons that we yeah. have. Wow. And we're kind of like resilient about, about this kind of natural disaster. So with <gasps> the first time that I I've done volunteering. I realized that helping people is so fulfilling to me. It's, it's very nice and I love it. So it's just. It's just a way for me to, to give back. Mm-hmm. And so a, a friend of mine in college introduces a volunteering group. So it's called Be A Hero Project. And we do a lot of things like helping children, especially on remote places. So we partner with different different establishments, different companies here in the Philippines to to supply us with, with school supplies. So we can also give the children and for them to be happy. And then Lance introduces, after a while, So Lance introduces me to the Fitting Change Philippines if I wanted to volunteer. So Since I've known Lance from the company, we've worked together before, so I tried to join. And I transitioned myself to just joining um, the Feeding Change Philippines in full time because they they kind of like offered me that hey you want to become an officer so I thought okay so why not yeah, <laughs> so have it. I kind of like yeah I kind of like accepted it and um in the Feeding Change Philippines I've been the social media manager and also doing the photography so all of those images are most of the images that's on the Feeding Change Philippines sites are my works and since feeding change philippines has a lot of aspects that touches on we have six to be exact so one of which is environment which really affects me and i've kind of like um, been into focus in the environment cuz for me this is one of the biggest factors that affects not only human beings but everyone yeah. so for me you know it's not just humans that lives in this world there's also a lot of beautiful cre- creations like you know the corals the fishes animals. And for me, we don't have to be selfish. We have to share this to the world. We have to share this with everyone because the world is very beautiful. It's our only home. It's the one place that we have and we have to share it with them. So I think what's what what's really the causes of all the natural disasters that we are having is about the imbalances in nature, about the imbalances in the environment. So mm. that's actually what hits me to to do things up to drive against protection of the environment. Because if the environment goes out of balance, like really out of balance, then we'll suffer more. We'll suffer more fires, we'll suffer more typhoons, hurricanes. And we can't afford to have that because Mm. people are suffering. And not only people, but also animals. Everyone is suffering.
0: Yeah, 100% because the ecosystem all relies on one another. So once one thing becomes out of balance, then the next, then the next, then the next.
1: Actually, so yes.
0: you got involved with Feeding Change Philippines, which we have had a combo with Lance oh. listening. You can go and tune into that one and learn more about FCP. And was it from there that really sparked your bit of inspiration that has allowed you now to go out and get in- involved in so many environmental projects?
1: Well, actually, yes, it's one of the factors. So mm-hmm. when we first got the environmental beach bring up, I kind of like, oh. I think this is fun and I love it. Since I mentioned a while ago that I'm more of focused on the environment because it's the biggest factor that affects the earth and also the climate and everything. So I kind of like, okay, I really wanted to do the beach cleanup. I really wanted to, you know, uh, do some conservations about, uh, creatures about balances on earth and the ecosystem in general and mm-hmm. in the projects that we have actually when we are having meeting the fishing because i always told dance that I'll, i wanted to focus on the environment so we have a lot of members and mm-hmm. i think what we can do is that folk members should focus on something that he really wants to you know to, to do the drive on and me myself i'm really into the environment and so i wanted to you know initiate and spearhead projects on on environment i actually have projects prior to covid uh, uh, like the paikan conservation in Bataan. so it's like hatching of of sea turtles. Oh, great! So yeah, so it, the hatching of sea turtles actually is seasonal here in the Philippines. It it happens on November, uh, sorry October, up to February. So mm-hmm. that's actually the seasonal hatching. And then the project is supposed to we go in there and then you know observe and then learn from them how to do the conservation in in in, in and for the sea turtles mm-hmm. and all of and all of those stuff. So basically, um, it includes like the plastics, disposing of plastics. The sea turtles, they they used to think that those are jellyfish, so they yeah. just, you know eat it, and then when they think they're full, they're not. So there's no any nutrition that's coming into their body, and then they just die. So yeah, you know those things. And I think when I also went to Boracay, when I gets there for three months, somebody offered me to. Hey, you wanted to have like a divers license because Mm -hmm. it's pandemic, no one is there, so no activities are, you know, no activities can be done and just, you know, just go on diving. Mm -hmm. And then once they offered me this diving, if it's your first time to do diving, you'll have to do just the recreational discovery scuba diving, right? So when I do the DSD, the, the, my, my, what do you call this? The diving instructor actually told me to just stick with them <laughs> because I'm a newbie. However, I'm so naughty that I always pick up things up underwater. So Because I really can't, you know, it's just eyesoreing with me if uh, there is like a plastics on yeah. the corals, um, straws. I always check um, different things underwater. It was really fun. However, it was just eyesoreing if I see um, biscuit plastics, biscuit mm-hmm. packaging mm-hmm. and you know, those, those stuff. So I always check that up and I always pick that up. So after that dive, after the first dive that we had, they told me that, hey, why do you have straws on your hands? Why do you have plastics on your hands? <laughs> and then they just they just told it. sorry, I pick it up. And I was not in the group. So they told me, you just take on the group. What if you went out there and you lost track of us, then you die? <laughs> and then they told me that, no, I just can't really, you know, I just can't really. You can't leave it to yeah, I just can't really, you know, live it because for me it's really heartbreaking plastics uh in the ocean. Because yeah, you know, we might know. Sea turtles might might eat it or fishes might eat it, they will die from toxicity. And it was just really heartbreaking. Yeah. Those those creatures will just eat anything. And I think what's really um interesting is that we humans should should be the one to to do those things because we are logical. We're we think more than uh, them. We're more rational than them. Yeah. So, and we put it there. Yeah. And we put it there. So mm. we're responsible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that, that's actually um, another, another factor that drives me on. And then what really put on my mind is that, okay, I will do this kind of diving certification for me to do the underwater cleanup mm-hmm. to reach more depth. And also to do the coral planting because I realized that coral planting is possible. And for my research, yes, I do research leash. Awesome. <laughs> so from, from my research, I actually have the project that, you, you know, doing coral planting. So mm-hmm. corals actually excretes more oxygen than, than, uh, the trees. So it actually, you know, it actually produce more oxygen. So when we think of, uh, these things, it's really not common to everyone, it's unfamiliar, but if you do coral plantings and it excretes more oxygen, so, you know, it can kind of uh, fend off the carbon carbon dioxide that has been trapped here on earth. So it will yeah. reduce like the warming, you know, and all those stuff.
0: So is this your new project that you want yeah. to start? Okay, let's come back to that. I want to hear about Boracay first. So for anyone that doesn't know, Boracay was closed down for... Six months or a year, was it? Yeah, let's just say, yeah, almost a year. Actually, I almost almost a year. A year. Yeah. yeah, and so they basically got to the point that they'd just built everything on top of everyone else. There was no sewage systems. There was all these people coming from all over the world and they just didn't have the infrastructure for all these people to be visiting. And it became quite a situation that they actually shut the island down. So yes. can you tell us a little bit more about that? Do you know sure. much about so- it?
1: Yeah so when I actually went there uh, Boracay has been rehabilitated and it was very beautiful so some locals are saying that Boracay has been uh, transported back to 70s so wow yeah so it's, it's super beautiful in the shore actually before there was a lot of chairs a lot of tables but now the government has been has restricted the resorts and the hotels that no one should you know no one should build something on the pathways, on the beach, uh, mm-hmm. shorelines. So it's like, I'm not sure about the measurement, but I think it's like one meter or uh, no, no, three meters away from the shore. So it's very wide. And right. it was just very nice because you'll just have the shore for yourself. Uh, you just have the beautiful white sand and then mm-hmm. the coconut standing. So my experience in Boracay was actually one of the highlights of my 2021. It was kind of like an eye opener for me. To, to pursue the diving career mm-hmm. and not for leisure, but as I've said, but for environmental conservation. And I am a fan of the ocean <laughs> and I'm super. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of the ocean. Really. I love the ocean. I'm super comfortable swimming on deep waters, you know, free diving. Yeah, I'm not an expert <laughs> and just floating on the surface of the water. So those are all fun times to me. And now when experience and, you know somebody offered me that I wanted to force a diving license so I just grabbed it mm-hmm. and you know being curious I thought that I can use these skills to somehow contribute in the protection of the environment and it's not just doing the recreational thing but also helping as well the environment picking those straws, mm-hmm. coral planting. So way back to the topic, the shutdown of the island was really due to high pollution. So Mm -hmm. you are correct. It's almost like the sewage. There's no proper um, cleaning of of those things. And it's due to the high pollution, Mm -hmm. um, especially on the untreated waters. And back in March, the shutdown happened and it was, you know, it made... An impressive makeover of the island, and it's very evident because Boracay was once became a beautiful paradise when it came in. So it's just very beautiful. The waters are so clear again, and I think from the locals, they they are saying that sometimes with other creatures that had not been spotted from Boracay years ago before the the rehabilitation had been spotted again. So oh wow, there were, that's great. Yeah, there were, yeah, and I think that's that's actually one of the you know one of the factors that. That that could say that okay the water is clean the environment mm-hmm. is clean because marine life are thriving you know yeah. the ecosystem are going back to to its original uh, place or its original position so there were lots of spotting of whale sharks mm-hmm. before there was no whale shark that that goes around in Boracay but then wow. there were after rehabilitation so it's you no know, it it went back to its pristine. You know, the queen of all the beaches here in the Yeah. Because
0: yeah. it is, it's always in like one of the top beaches to go to in the world. Boracay yeah. is up there. Yeah. And it's probably, I mean, as shitty as COVID is, like it's probably a great opportunity for Boracay to heal even more. Like they had the shutdown, they were open yeah. for a little bit of international tourism. And then once the world stopped, and this has been happening all over the world, the earth has had a chance just to heal itself a little bit because we're not flying everywhere. We're not doing cruise holidays and all this sort of thing. And I love those feel-good stories where they haven't seen so, wild sharks there and now they're seeing yeah. wild sharks. That's amazing. And do you think that other islands in the Philippines and other um, community groups have been inspired or have learnt something from the close down of boracay Because it did really affect the tourism of the island, like lots of people were left without jobs while they had to do this rehab. And well, when I was in the Philippines, it was certainly what people were saying, like, oh my gosh, we don't want El Nido to end up like Boracay because of the environmental situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yes, actually, I think because of social media, we would like to think social media, of course, it's a very big influence. The news is spreading very fast and you know, people learn a lot. So before there was this use of kind of You know, closing El Nido as well, part of the rehabilitation project and also Shargao. So, Shargao is kind of like uh, the new hotspot here in the Philippines, the surfing capital here. And it's a new hotspot for for everyone, especially for digital nomads coming all over the world to go in and, you know, visit the place. But because of COVID, so I think one of the positive reasons that COVID made. (laughs) So, those were uh, forcibly closed. So, Mm -hmm. no one gets to go in 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 those places and i think now it's it's healed i mean because if a place you know if a place uh, remains as is mm. it heals so you know time heals yeah so i think i think that's yeah to answer your question yes we've learned a lot and especially that in social media it went viral the braca rehabilitation went viral so everyone like um ngos or environmental eco warrior groups people you know, we do a lot of um, drive and also spearheads every projects yeah. that we can here, not not just in Boracay, but also in other parts of the Philippines, like in Manila Bay, there were projects as well, like the habitations in, in Manila Bay, beach cleanup in Manila Bay. Yeah. And now it's, it's all doing good. So yeah. just a little trash in there. So yeah, I think in the Philippines, everyone learned about uh, that lesson. And most people are actually like... If, you, if you're kind of like go to places here, the locals are actually very caring about the environment. Mm. So just have to have some, you know, pieces of advice and just to have some, educate them that what will happen if we keep on throwing plastics. So, yeah. you know, those those things. I think that's that's the very best thing that we can do. Educate people. But but yeah, everyone learns about their rehabilitation in Boracay.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, when it comes to plastic pollution, it's obviously a great thing that people are getting out there and doing the beach cleans and they're learning that, you know, you can't just throw that in the water. And I was really inspired by the Philippines as well, because when you walk around and you talk to more and more people, they tell you more and more stories about cleanups and about the locals getting involved because they can see that it's becoming a problem. I loved when I was in Manila and learned about the Pasig River, and it was yeah. it was declared dead. Like that river was so polluted that there was nothing living in it, and they did like one of the world's biggest cleanups, and now it's it's actually a nice river. Like considering you're yeah. in the middle of a big hustle and bustle city, um, you've got this beautiful river that's flowing out into the ocean. So, what I want to ask is: is there options for locals to reduce their plastic? So, for example, here in Australia, we have bulk food shops that you can go and buy, you know, instead of a a plastic packet of something, you can go and put it in a container and, you know, we have the bamboo straws and we have Mm. the reusable cups. Is this something that Filipinos are also getting on board with?
1: I would say yes. As the rise in social media, more and more people are influencing everyone to go as eco-friendly as possible. So I actually been to that stage so I have my tumblers on, so, you know, instead instead of going to places where I would be buying like, for example, a milk tea, it's a very popular drink. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so the bubble tea. So I used to, you know, have my, my my tumblers with me and just put it on in here and also coffee. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, a normal, especially on when we had the corporate days prior COVID, we used to just bring our tumblers on and then Put the coffees instead of just putting it on the plastic plastic cups. So and also, yeah, and also, I think the transition here in the Philippines is that more and more um, establishment, big establishments like McDonald's, Mm -hmm. um, Starbucks, they they are kind of transitioning into using plastic straws into paper straws. So I think it's a very good drive. And also, even even actually in the government, we have we kind of like have uh, this department that that really pushes people. And not just people, but also big, you know, big companies to just push into the environmental, to, to a more eco-friendly uh, yeah. commodities and also goods. And yeah. what's really good is that they are, they, they are really influencing everyone to just transition into yeah. the greener, greener side. And that's really, that's really a good opportunity. So, yeah, actually in our group in Fiji, Philippines, we do have this kind of drive to just use the Tumblr <laughs> yeah. and, or, you know, reuse um, anything that's kind of like, uh, kind of like a reusable uh, thing. But if you have plastics on, well, you can just put it on the proper waste disposal. So yeah. the city government and the local government can just do the proper proper disposal of that kind of uh, yeah. rubbish. So yeah, it's it's transitioning here now. We think a lot of social media about it. It's, it's really a big influence.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. And thank goodness for social media when it comes to aspects like that, because people can see... Like simple swaps, bringing your tumbler and, you know, making it a bit of a thing within your community. Like, oh, don't forget your tumbler. We're going out for coffee. Yeah. And I think too, like, it's hard in countries like the Philippines, because you also have communities that, you know, the ones that don't live in Manila and they live in small local villages, they've yeah. been dumped with this Western world of plastic. And, you know, like you said, the biscuit packets that you're picking up on the reef's they didn't have biscuits in their little villages some years ago you know it was just rice and fish or chicken and whatever served in little banana leaves or you know some sort of sustainable thing that they just plucked from their environment but now they've got this pressure of plastic and everything comes in plastic and it is it can be hard because they don't have the infrastructure to um yeah. deal with that so it's great that the government is jumping on board too and you know more and more people like yourself that are getting out there and getting involved in the community and spreading that awareness is really, really great to hear and learn about. Yes. So tell me about your coral planting project. What, what's your big conservation project? What's the, what does the future see for you and your conservation efforts?
1: Yeah, sure. So the coral planting project, as I've said, it excretes more oxygen than than the normal trees, than like the rainforest. So I think it's like three times more production of oxygen. So I kind of like get interested into this one. My diving instructor is actually the one who um introduces this to me. So kind of a big shout out to Jandel Sohobos. He's my
0: diving instructor. Yeah. yeah. Maybe but we I, can talk
1: yeah. to him on a podcast exactly yeah i can i can actually i can actually have him here so maybe sometime so you can also have like the face of mine and also the world would know that hey this diving instructor is great it influenced me and now i'm pushing up this project i'm spir- I, w- I wanted to spearhead the projects so yeah i was supposed to be in baraki right now 9th of august and we kind of like talking about this coral planting thing uh because the D and uh, the Department of um, Environmental and Natural Resources in Boracay he knows the guy who also you know do the conservation for marine life checking checking what's underwater checking the health of the ecosystem and we wanted to partner with them to you know do the coral planting coral planting of course the the project and so what really uh inspires me is that First of all, I love diving and I love the water and I love doing these things because it will really help the environment. Mm. Um, it may be a little help, but still it's a help. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, little by little, when we, when we push on through this, it will be a very big, large yeah. coral forms and it will produce more oxygen. And, you know, we get to help to, to reduce the carbon footprints in the world. So mm-hmm. I kind of like have this vision to just put things up and do the coral plantings. Start in Boracay because um, I know somebody in there, and then soon I'll be jumping off different uh, cities, different islands here in the Philippines to, you know, partner with with the local um, environmental guys to to do the coral planting. So that's actually one of my projects, one mm-hmm. of the projects that I love to do. And so for us to, you know, not just really to influence people to do it, but. But for my own advocacy, because yeah. I really wanted to to help. That's actually one of the things that I wanted that that I realized before when I get uh locked down in Boracay. I, I'm working for for the for the company, but then, you know, what's my purpose? So, yeah. and then I told myself that I think this is my purpose now to help the world to make a really big impact, especially saving the environment and especially saving the oceans. Because why not? Yeah, I get to help. I get to help beautiful animals. I get to have beautiful creations. And as well, I get to help my country and the world as well in, you know, uh, fighting these imbalances in nature.
0: Mm, yeah. So explain to me how the coral produces more oxygen.
1: Okay. So it's actually, I really can't explain it on a technical way, but yeah. Okay. Um, I kind of like uh, <laughs> yeah, simple way like, is fine. <laughs> yeah, simple way. So I kind of like uh, read on the internet that, for example, in a rainforest, in a tree. So a tree excretes. Of course, it it inhales carbon dioxide and it just yes. exhales oxygen. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like the process when a person stand on a tree and mm-hmm. the tree, you know, it, it creates a process of it creates a process of cycle of oxygen and carbon dioxide. However, when I get to go to a research, I the internet told me that coral excretes three times more oxygen than the trees, so wow. it's very interesting. So it didn't say that it's like a big corals or a small corals, but a coral. Mm-hmm. So I would say that it's like the average um, average coral. So I just don't know yet the information of what is an average coral, but hey, I just knew... got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just but I just knew that corals live for thousands of years, mm-hmm. right? So. If a coral, if we plant a coral and it lives thousands of years with care of people, then, you know, it will just produce more and more oxygen and people will benefit to it. And it will just reduce um, carbon footprints, which really uh, leads us to the warming of the earth Mm or the, you know, the the climate change. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I know for now. It excretes three times more oxygen than the trees.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Well, I think this is a very exciting project that you're getting involved in. And I can't wait to hear how it goes once you can get back out to Boracay and start planning that. And I love that you're already seeing the future of, you know, jumping in with other communities and going to other destinations and doing that. And I'd love to be a part of it. Definitely when we yeah. can travel again and we can go for a dive together and plant some coral. I think it's something that's really important now. And I think it's also this pandemic has given a lot of people an opportunity to really take a step back too and see one where their passion is two, you know where they want to go and you know what they can do in the world so that's really great that you're also one of those people and you've been inspired by that diving that you've done and you're going to help change the world yeah yeah
1: Yeah, it's it's really nice and yeah, I love partnering with you as well. When you go here, or sometimes when you go to Australia, let's see. Yeah, <laughs> then we can do those things. So I can also do like what you're doing, like you know, uh, taking care of the animals, checking the beach, monitoring everything. I want those stuff. And actually, I, 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 I kind of like just this past few days, I kind of like wanted to have like a degree in marine marine science and also uh-huh. in marine biology to to further my my study and as well to further help with, with the advocacy that I have. Because mm-hmm. I think it will really help me to really much understand the deeper things out and also the deeper knowledge about how to care for the environment, how they goes, yeah, uh, how they interact with each other, the ecosystem, don't have that knowledge. But, you know, I kind of wanted to go deep dive on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And again, this is a great opportunity to get involved in some studies, yeah. and that'll really help you too to take it anywhere. Because then you'll have that yeah. background knowledge, and you know you can look at the coastlines and what sort of environment it is, and then what sort of reef they have. And I'm so excited for you. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's actually one of the that's actually one of the programs that I love to take before biology. But then I was really kind of um, influenced by my friends that. Oh, let's just take engineering. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're way back, way back going to college. So I think it's everyone has this kind of you know, common knowledge that, that we have.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, now you have an opportunity to go down the path that is your passion.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. It's very fun.
0: Yeah. Well, this has been great, Sen. I've got one final question for you. And also, I think that we'll definitely, I've been saying this at the end of every interview, we're definitely going to have to chat again because we could chat for hours. I think we could just go down (laughs) so many paths like, oh yeah, what about this? What about this? What about this? So let's keep in touch for your projects. And I would love to share on social media and on websites and this sort of thing about what you're doing and what you're getting up to. And you can send us updates for that. (laughs) I've got one final question for you. If you were on a stage that was in front of the whole world and you have 30 seconds to tell them anything that you wanted, what would you tell them?
1: Do we have like a ticker? This is like a Miss Universe question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, <World> peace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if I have a 30 second and if I were on a stage in front of the world, well, I would be saying that... um. We should live up to the reality that the earth is deteriorating due to responsible human activities. The earth provides food, shelter, and life to everyone else in this world, and we should also do the same. You know, it should be mutual. Yeah. Being the alpha creature, we humans should care and not be selfish about living life in our planet because, you know, it's not just us who lives in here, but also there are other creatures who deserve to experience life. I think we should be considerate on this fact and should practice responsible living and not just living for ourselves. And so I wanted to tell everyone to start with yourself and look around and practice living responsibly. The earth is our only home.
0: Ah, boom. <laughs> there you go. You prepared that, didn't you? <laughs> no, that's really great. I love that, scent And I'm just so inspired that you've gone down this path and you're just like seeing the underwater world and getting more and more involved with it. It's really, really amazing. So where can people find you if they want to keep in touch with you or if they want to get in touch with you? If there's anyone out there that's going to Boracay soon or when the pandemic's over, whenever it might be, where can we get in contact?
1: Sure. You can contact me on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm most active on Instagram than on Facebook. So it's at jsenolv. So it's J S E N O L V. So you can find me there. And also I have, you can also find our website. It's www.feedingchangeph.wixsite.com slash my site. And also IG and, and Facebook. We also have Feeding Change Philippines. So we just have to key in those words and it will pop up. So
0: Perfect. <laughs> and I'll share yeah. that in the notes as well. So if anyone does want to, reach out you can do that and say hey say that you heard sen on their podcast
1: <laughs> yeah definitely i love i'd love to to have collaborations with everyone especially in projects like this it's it's just very fulfilling and i'd be happy that people that i have been influencing people and i'd be happy that people also have this kind of mutual interest with me because up, we should just save the yeah. world and Definitely good. Yeah. You can you can never go wrong in saving the world, right? No, that's right. That's definitely right. Yeah. And it goes a long way.
0: Definitely. All right. I reckon we leave it on that note there. Thank you so much, Sen, for tuning in and for hopping online this morning. (laughs) Let's stay in touch.
1: Yes. Thank you also, Lish, for this morning. And yeah, I'd love to do projects again with you and see you in the Philippines (laughs) soon. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Alrighty guys, that's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you got any value from this, you learned something or maybe you laughed just a little bit. Hit the subscribe button, share it on your socials and make sure that you tag me, Alicia Petrie. That's it from me. See you next week. Have a ripper day and get out there and get chasing.